after these messages will be right back. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Good. Are you in good hands? And now, a word from our sponsors. Hey everybody, welcome to After These Messages, bringing you hot takes on commercial breaks. We are here to talk about TV commercials today, good ones and bad ones, and ones where people say weird shit like this. What kind of pancakes does your restaurant serve? Uh, the flat kind. My name is Andrew Walsh, and I'm here with Genevieve Has. Hello, Veeves. Hi, Andrew. Gotta say one quick thing about that commercial. Okay. That's a commercial from the 90s. It's for IHOP. And they're, of course, IHOP stands for the International House of Pancakes, right? Of course, yes. And what they're trying to illustrate there is a special they have, which was like International Breakfast Day or menu or something, right? Sure. They, they have supposedly different kinds of pancakes you can choose from, which it really seems to me like it's pancakes or crepes, right? But they set up this scenario where, like, some guy barges into... By the way, hey, everybody. Sorry, I had to get this <laughs> off my chest. Some guy kind of barges into, like, Fred's restaurant and says, he's like, what kind of pancakes do you have? And the the guy who's, like, a server and yeah. he has his hands full is like, uh, the round kind? But somehow in the commercial, he's the asshole. Somehow he's the idiot. Right. It's like, how would you answer that question? Hey, Genevieve, what's your favorite kind of pancake? <laughs> right. Yeah, it would just be flummoxed. Yes, like, exactly. Like a pan, like a pancake. I'm actually the more I think about it, the more angry I am at that commercial. Yeah. I think I've been sitting on that for a well, week, which is why I I'm have really set hot. up a straw man there to knock them down. Thank you. Um, oh, you said IHOP has. I thought you said I have, and I was like, did you? Were you creative on that commercial? I was confused for a second. Anyway, that's not what we're here to talk about <laughs> today. Um, so let's move on. Uh, we are here to talk about commercials, good ones, bad ones, shit like this. You have did all that. Um, we are going to be ranking things today. I was reading my podcasting books, and they said the number one thing podcast listeners enjoy said, are ranked here, lists. They said, here are the top ten things that podcasters, <laughs> podcast listeners enjoy. And number one with a bullet <laughs> was ranked lists. Actually, ten through nine were also those. Um, here's the deal. That little commercial that I was just rallying about uh, was something that I stumbled on in my ongoing project of finding and digitizing old VHS cassette tapes. And of course, I'm still going through this box that I found at a garage sale a few weeks ago and a bunch of uh, VHS tapes, a lot of stuff taped off of TV, but unlabeled. And I've been enjoying like kind of isolating the, the commercials and bringing them to you guys and posting them to the After These Messages YouTube channel. Um, and one that I stumbled on was goddamn terrifying. Okay. And I don't know if I'm even swearing right there. That seems like a weird construction. I, I think it, it held together. But it scared me. And of course, you know what it was for. A home security sure. system in the 90s. And that made me think, you know, the whole point of a lot, most commercials for home security systems, especially back in the day, was to scare the bejesus out of you. Yes. So that you, in your own home, so that you feel the need to have a home security network, right? Yeah. Um, and so today I'm going to rank from number 10 down to number one, the scariest the most terrifying home security commercials that I could find. Okay. It's not going to be one per company. I'll tell you right now, Brinks, y'all are crazy. Yeah. Like Brinks' whole thing is 
can we get you to crap your pants by the end of this commercial? <laughs> and if so, let me sell you a home security network. Yeah. And they've been doing this since the 80s or 90s. Um, ADT is playing that game as well. But I didn't want it to be all retro either. So we're going to take a look at some more um, modern techniques as well. But these are going to be ranked from least scariest to most scariest. Um, also, we'll check in with the ad council. A while back, these you and I were delighted with a kayak commercial, not the floating vessel but the service that helps you book and plan vacations right kayak um they had a commercial a while back where a mom was portrayed as a kayak denier kind yes. of tapping into the zeitgeist there uh there's a new one out that another that one of our ad counselors is just delighted by um now the dad is a kayak denier and oh so boy it's spreading usually usually it spreads from the dads to the mom yeah um so i'll share that with you and also in finding that when I stumbled on or YouTube suggested another kayak commercial from like 10 years ago that I had not seen before, but it's creepy. Okay. It should almost be on my list of scariest commercials. This is a, we're doing a scary show here. It is. Is in, everybody in the waning days of the summer? It is true. Oh yeah, we're getting into that spooky season. Getting into the spooky season. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that is all the stuff we will be doing on the, the show spooky today. Spooky season starts earlier and earlier. It really does. Somebody, <laughs> somebody posted on um, Instagram. Ooh, it's Nick Drake season, or it's almost Nick Drake season. I was like, yep, gets here earlier every <laughs> year. Um, sorry, I'm talking a mile a minute. Before we start the show, I want to um, point out that I'm a little bit hyped up on some sugar here because I'm drinking a Fago Red Pop. Do you remember? It was years ago, Veeves, I believe, or at least a year ago, that some commercial, I assume, for Fago was discussed on the show, and yeah. you and I spent a great deal of time combing through their website that there are hundreds of flavors of yes, soda. Yes, we were fascinated by the so many flavors of soda and so many like flavor alike. Yes. Uh like I we I see we we have one. We have this red pop one, but we have one that is clearly like meant to evoke Mountain Dew, like the branding and everything. Yeah. It's and it just might be like, Fago Mist or something yeah. like that. Yeah. And so when we had that conversation, we had a listener, I believe in Michigan. I'm sorry, Kate, that I don't have your information here. Uh listener Catherine, who I believe goes as Kate for years now has been trying to send me Fago pop from the Midwest <laughs> and hasn't had a way to do it. But she also listens to TBTL, my other podcast, which now has a PO box. I will not give that here because I feel that that's inappropriate, but she took advantage of that loophole to send us some Fago pop. And I am drinking Fago red pop right now. It doesn't not taste a little bit like Robitussin. It's like strawberry soda with just a, just a hint of dad's Robitussin in there. Yeah, yeah. It's a little medicinal uh, and syrupy for my taste. Mm -hmm. um, but I had a I had a strong feeling that one of the defining characteristics of Fago was going to be like it's sort of overwhelming sweetness. Yes. Um, there are a few more in there that I'm very excited about. There's a cream soda, which is a standard yeah. soda. That I like I, to give uh, that Mountain Dew a like a, a oh, day yeah. court. Oh, it's funny. I assumed that was going to be more of a Sierra Mist slash Seven Up slash Sprite. Oh, well, maybe I'll be wrong. It looks okay. like Mountain Dew from the labeling. Well, let's both drink some Fagos during next week's show. Okay, and you can be as amped up as I am. <laughs> For now, though, let's start the show. I always One of these commercials, by the way, just one 
home invasion commercial in this list that actually isn't for a home security network, Genevieve. See if you can find it as we go through the list. Okay. okay. Um, one thing I did want to say, and kind of to reiterate what I said at the top of the show, is a lot of the modern home security networks or whatever you would call them they're kind of tied up often in like a smart home yes. sort of network now and yeah no almost nothing that they're selling now for home security is purely going as home security right like yeah. it's all ring and other like smart systems that you can also see if you have a package or something a lot of it is exactly yeah. and also you can control the temperature in your home as right. well with some of these systems and so because of that i feel like they they definitely are softening the the old what i'll call the brinks model of just like terrifying the hell out yeah. of you instead really focusing on the apps and the features and also just show instead of showing people being scared just showing people enjoying their peace of mind right and enjoying their home um um, and giving you giving you more of a cozy feeling, not as being terrorized to, during a right. an attempted home invasion. Exactly. So a lot of these are going to be older, but I do have some newer ones in here. Um, and I also want to mention I'm not including any of the Simply Safe commercials, but they've been using humor for a while now. There's That's that guy the, who's the guy. Is, he's like the the reformed burglar, that, or he is a he, burglar. He's a, he, his name is Robert <laughs> with two B's because he's a robber, right? And he talks to the camera all the time, and he's he's just like. In various styles of casual dress, but he's wearing a ski mask right. at all times and has like kind of a, a burglar's twisty mustache popping out through it. And he's just like a normal guy living in the suburbs, but he says you need Simply Safe to protect yourself We've from people about like those. him. They're pretty yeah, funny. They're pretty good. Um, but I was really shooting for things that were at least trying to be scary here in the list, right? Yeah. And so we'll start with this one. This is somewhat modern day. This is 2012, and this is for ADT. And this is a mom and daughter, and they are coming home from whatever their errands were that day. And it's notable that the little girl has such a big smile on her face. Um, this is middle of the day. That's one thing that I think is maybe putting this near the top of the list. The least scary is this is not you're at home and it's nighttime yeah. and there's somebody in a ski mask prowling around outside. But it is scary, even though... It's, you know, shot in bright sunlight and it's mostly testimonial for a split second. You see just some guy in these people's home and they're coming home from some day of errands and in the middle of the afternoon. And the guy is a white guy who's dressed sort of. I'm going to see if I can find a picture of him here Vee, so you can see it. The, the intruder here, he's just like you see him for a second. And, you know, he looks like a scruffy white guy who's a little bit down on his luck, but not he's not an extreme yeah. Stereotype of anything. Right. Um, well, I'm going to venture to guess that in the history of commercial making, there has never been a home invasion in which a woman was the home invader. I th That is one of the things in, in the commercial that I found on a VHS tape that inspired this show. They keep on referring to an invader that you don't see as he. Yeah. And I kept thinking like, well, it could be her. Yeah, I, I realize probably statistically it's yeah. less likely to be a woman. Yeah. But it's not never a woman. Yeah. And you and I will talk often about like the race of people in commercials if it matters, or yeah. maybe even sometimes if it doesn't matter. Um, and, you know, just to kind of paint the picture of these things. And you mentioned before the show a line from 30 Rock. What was it again about it? I'm, I'm not going to get it exactly right, but it's a, it's a line that uh, Tracy Morgan delivers as Tracy Jordan. 
something to the effect of he knows they're in a post-racial society because he saw a home security commercial where the in- home invader was black. Yeah. I.e. I. like, I will be shocked if we see anywhere a home invader is black because I think for a while now, commercial makers and these kinds of companies who make these kinds of these products are at least aware enough to know that putting a black man invading a white home mm-hmm. yeah. is inflammatory and 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 plays into racist stereotypes. Yeah, there's one in my list that has one black man who's a, a home intruder, but it's in a montage and it's not in the act of home intruding. It's like a bunch of interviews with home intruders, mm-hmm. um, which would be an interesting, I guess, documentary to make. Um, it's also interesting who are the people who are being invaded, right? Right, like, exactly. So for so long, I feel like, especially when we were coming up, when we were kids, the family that was being scared into buying a security system was always white. I yes. feel like more and more you're seeing more diversity in the race of the victim, yeah. at least, I guess. And, and in all, I mean, I want to say progress, question mark. And you're seeing, well, you're seeing more diversity in in most commercials as yeah, far as who the family that yeah. we're being, that we're focusing on. So that is something there. Um, there was one that I found that is not in this list because it, it was a very low budget commercial that it either cut off early or it was unclear what it was even for, but it also was, it was like a black family coming home. It it was a really low budget commercial, but I believe it was a a woman and her daughter coming home and finding a, uh, an intruder. And that intruder I think was a person of color, but it seemed like they were probably living in a black neighborhood or something. And this was like a very, maybe hyper local commercial Mm -hmm. or something like that. But aside from that, for these national commercials, yeah, they, they definitely veer away from, from having, um, black men invading white people's homes. Um, and rightly so. Um, so this first commercial is this woman coming home with her daughter middle of the day to find this scruffy looking looking dude um, who's smashed up. It's always interesting to me. Why did this solo burglar decide to smash up picture frames of the family and of the daughter? And why is there a broken vase? Like no burglar would want to just break up a table for, full of knickknacks, I don't think. No. But take a listen. We got ADT because I walked in on a burglary once. The physical damage was pretty bad. The emotional toll was even worse. Our daughter had nightmares. What that robber really took from us was our peace of mind. With ADT, we got it back. Every 14.3 seconds, so there, a burglary takes oh, place in the United States. Every 14.3 seconds, that's a way of scaring you, too. Yep. Um, so this is one of the least scary ones, but it does show an invasion, and it gives you some scary stats. Yeah, and they put, and they do also put the two, the two women, a, a woman and a girl, in a room with a pretty big guy mm-hmm. who's like, you know, they, everybody sees everybody's face. I mean, this is, of course, not real. It's a, yeah. a, who even knows if this is even alluding to a real situation that happened. But, you know, the, the scenario that they create is of two defenseless women a, or a woman and a girl, a mother and her child in a room with a perpetrator who looks and who who's done some violence to their home for reasons unknown. Yeah, like... <laughs> You know what? I, so when like, you're, I hate picture frames. When you're <laughs> when you're getting this testimonial, she's sitting on the couch with a fella who you presume to be her husband or partner. But when you back up and you're looking at the damage around the house, she's like picking up a picture frame. I guess that's a solo 
the that's like a portrait of her husband that is smashed right in the middle, right? Is that him? I thought that and, was the daughter. Oh, is that the daughter? It's hard to say because it's so broken. Like there's yeah. so much, there's so many cracks in the glass that's pretty obscured. I thought it was a girl. I thought okay. it was a little girl. Anyway, yeah, that that is scarier. That would be a more specific image. Like seeing a shattered picture of your child represents yeah. something scarier. Okay, so that's number ten. Okay. on the list of ten most terrifying home invasion commercials. Here is something for Slamins. Even as I say it that. It looks like Slowman. Slowman. Yes, thank you. As I, I, have you heard of Slowman before? No. Neither have I. This is one that show, you never see an actual invasion, but it's nighttime, okay? And you see a van parked outside of a suburban home. You're getting kind of um, some pretty big Home Alone vibes here, right? <laughs> it's like a nice suburban home. There's some creepy van. I'm putting this in the probably early 2000s. Um, you do see a, a quick shot of a gun that is in the van, so that's pretty extreme. Yeah, like, that's kind of scary, right? That's gonna up the, that's gonna increase your minimum sentencing, right? And they show that, but aside from that, it kind of stops being scary because you got three burglars in the van, and they do sort of have again, kind of like scarier wet bandit vibes. Yeah, they sort, sort of, of. But they do just from this photo, just from this still that I'm looking at. They've got kind of a klutzy criminal vibe. They do, right? And so they pull up to the house that they want to rob, but they realize this is a Sloman house, so they might need to go somewhere else. What's with the Sloman's shield? It wasn't there before. Well, it's there now. Just great. Now what? Hey, there's no Sloman's shield next door. Back up. Protect your home and but family against break-ins. But you didn't case the one next door. Yeah, he They're terrible burglars. They're also terrible sound editors. Listen to him <laughs> say there's none next door, and they just cut the audio in the middle of the word door for some reason. Just great. Now what? Hey, there's no Sloman's shield next door. <laughs> so what? Bad. Why? How did? How? What? Huh? Yeah, come on. <laughs> Next door. And then also, here's my favorite thing: the number to call for this is one eight hundred. I can't even say it. One eight hundred. Alarm me. <laughs> Which is, I don't want to be. I don't want to be alarmed. I mean, you are alarming me with this commercial, but I'm. Right. I don't want to be alarmed. You, you should call one eight hundred alarm me <laughs> on Halloween night if you want to be spooked. Uh, I think that was um, if one nine hundred alarm me was the Freddy Krueger uh, line where you you had to answer trivia questions. I just think it's so. One eight hundred alarm me. <laughs> you really want to go for a ride if you're calling that number. They were like that had the feel of one where they were like, well, we really, you know, because that was the thing back then was like you ha your your phone number had to spell something right yeah, to be yeah. memorable, and they probably went through like a ton that were yeah. not available to them. For they were like, I I guess alarm me is available. All right, <laughs> right, alarm me. The only one I have in my life that actually spell well, actually that's not true. Our TBTL number, the last four digits are TBTL. Luke set that up long before us part of the show but i am proud of our um spotless number my podcast about cleaning with hannah brooks olson of course i can't remember the first three i can't remember the area code but the phone number is how wash <laughs> we're coming up on episode 100 how do i not know the area code that really bums me out but anyway how wash seemed like that. <laughs> hey how do you watch this thing anyway how wash. how wash okay this next commercial so that was wait that was number nine on um, the top 
10 scariest. Yeah, the, the atmospherics were more scary in that one, mm-hmm. although it was more kind of kooky. This next one we've talked about before, um, and it's a very different take, but it's, again, it's the modern world. So this commercial is very frustrating in its messaging. I'm going to try not to spend too much time on this because I've already made all of my arguments when we played this during our Super Bowl coverage show in 2019. Mm-hmm. Do you remember this one? This is for Simply Safe, yeah. but it's not with Robert, the fun next door neighbor who's also yeah, a cat burglar. Yeah, just like got some fun advice for you. This is the one called fear is everywhere which is just like if you are if you are something if you're a creative or a marketing person or uh in charge of 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 your like getting your product out there and you find yourself making something that that is named that the file name is fear is everywhere yeah just stop yeah just take a beat well what that's you don't want to that is not what you want to be putting out in the world fear is everywhere it sounds like a fucking trump rally well that's the problem with this commercial is they don't know what their message is the point of this commercial and i don't mind giving the reaction to it before we play it because we've already talked about this but this is a one minute long commercial that supposedly the point of it is the world is already trying to scare the bejesus out of you and everybody's too up in arms about you know things in the world that are bad some dude the hero of the commercial wakes up grabs the newspaper the post telegram and you see a big headline that says it's worse than it was yesterday and you don't even know what they're talking about and the whole commercial is sort of almost like a Twilight Zoney, Stepford wifey sort of vibe there are three neighbors who talk like they sort of talk like automatrons outside of his hedges and they're automatrons. just automatrons that's not a word is it what's the word i'm looking for well there's automaton Atom- what does that mean just like a, a robot yeah they kind of talk like twilight zoney human robot sort of like yeah. reading from sort their programs yeah all of these like scary things they're reading from their phone they're almost like a chorus you'll hear throughout this he's watching the news the news says the bread you're eating right now is going to kill you the middle of the night he's um so it wants to have a it wants to have a laugh and share a laugh with the yeah. audience about all of the sort of hysteria and and f- fear mongering that the world around us has uh, has generated. And then there's this um, really funny shot that you and I talked about last time we talked about this, which we must have talked about this long after it came out because this is a pre-pandemic commercial. This was from 2019. But one of the th- signs of, of like... One of the signs of the world sort of collapsing and him feeling paranoid is he passes two women on an escalator and they're both wearing big face masks. You oh, know? Like, right. And it's like so normal is, now. Is, yeah. <laughs> now, the third joke here is one of them's holding a, a little dog, like a little, I don't know what kind of dog that is. It's not a chihuahua, but a small little lap dog that is also wearing a face mask. But still, like this is pre-pandemic. It's like people are wearing masks in the mall and everybody's scared of everything. But then it's like, well, wait a second. You're spreading the fear here. Like, what is your point? Are you saying that the world is obsessed with scaring you and so therefore everybody just needs to chill the F out? Or are you In saying, which case, don't bother getting simply Right. Safe. Or are you saying, no, the world is a scary place, so therefore you need it. I think it's really... I, yeah, they want to have their cake and eat it, Exactly. Too. It's really irritating. It's worse than it was yesterday, says the headline on the newspaper. Janet saw a creepy guy in the cul-de-sac last night. What you don't know about your garage door will kill you. It's official. You can't eat wheat bread. He's in the mall. Someone's been stealing packages. 
They call them porch pirates. Porch pirates. The people are the neighbors that are uh, talking in that robotic way. It's a python. Five years, robots will be able to do your job, your job, your job, your job, your job. Yeah, there's actual robot next to him. Are you listening? Always, Denise. We are always listening. Those are smart speakers. In a world full of fear. Someone has been stealing packages. Simply safe. On. Your home should be anything but. Because home is a place you should simply feel safe. Yeah, it's that's uh, so cynical. It, I find it so infuriating. It's so infuriating because it's so cynical. It's like, oh, we're too good for you know next door and uh, like poking fun at people who get upset about mm-hmm. porch pirates. And I agree, like that stuff. It does. It is. It is sort of mockable, right? And you and I make yeah. fun, plenty of fun of next door, but we also then don't indulge in trying to make our home some kind of impregnable fortress. Yeah, and I'm not even... I mean, everybody has these cameras these days. We had a couple that I inherited... Uh, from my dad that we messed around with in the old apartment. Those are Arlo networks, which uh-huh. I don't think are... I could. I we couldn't were trying find any to scary. solve a specific mystery. Yeah, right. Uh, which we solved. And I wouldn't mind putting those up around here, maybe one in our garage or something. But like... And, and it is true. If you're the victim of somebody stealing something off of your porch, that really sucks. Yeah. Like, there's no doubt about it. But on the other hand, like... I don't know. I met a neighbor the other day that said, oh, you have those hedges. That must be good for porch pirates. And I just sort of feel like everything, everybody of a certain, everybody, every homeowner of a certain income and class or whatever has two things on their mind in Seattle. Like, glad you didn't tear down that place to put in more housing for people who need it. (laughs) And boy, aren't you worried about porch pirates? Um, So anyway, I I would like to know, though, Vives, what do you think of my ranking so far as far as 10 through 8? Are they ranked appropriately? Least least scary was walking in on a burglary, then Sloman, you know, the wet bandits, that (laughs) simply say fear is everywhere? Or did I misplace 9 and 10? Well, sphere is everywhere. It's hard to say because all of the fears that they show that they highlight there, mm-hmm. they want to, they don't want you to, it's so confusing because they're both acknowledging that everybody feels fear all the time, but also somehow like mocking people for feeling fear yeah. all the time. Yeah. And I just think like, I really dislike that commercial because I think it's really confused and really um, like pretty cynical, as I've said. Um, but, but it is creepy though in its own way too. I guess so. I don't find it especially scary. I okay. found the I find the woman, the two, the mom and the daughter walking in on the burglary to be more frightening than that. Yeah, one. maybe that one should have been moved up. Um, okay, well that was your official number eight. Uh, number seven on this list is the only other one I think that we have talked about before on the show. Um, this was for Ring, as you mentioned, Genevieve. These are like the doorbells with the camera built in and are kind of these security networks. But you can monitor everything on your phone, of course. Um, this is all, it feels new to me, but obviously this has been around, this technology has been around for, for a while now and people are pretty comfortable with it in their homes. This is the one, though, again, middle of the day, interesting choice. And these two guys get out of kind of a beat up El Camino, right? And they're um, coming up to somebody's house. And the angles are very kind of cinema verite, almost as if they have a third person behind them, kind of keeping a camera kind of low, um, kind of ominous angles, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're coming up to a house. And I think you'll hear the conversation like, oh, we, maybe we shouldn't come up to this when they have a ring doorbell. And then it cuts to a fella. Do you remember this? Who's like sitting in the locker room at his gym, like after a workout. And he's watching these two 
bozos come up to the house. That's the legal term, I think, if you're caught breaking in your... You know what that makes me think of? Um, no. Well, it's, it, we, we've already, we have not yet mentioned Mr. Show in this episode, oh, yeah. but, um, I always think of, oh. they, they do, they do a parody of kind of like those, uh, America's Most Wanted kind right, of things. Right, Um, and it's a, it's called the crime stick. Right. Yeah. And I remember hearing Bob Odenkirk talk about it and he said, I, I wanted to write this sketch because I was watching some kind of like true crime America's most wanted or whatever and they so horribly understated like they they call the criminals something like very like anodyne and like goofy bozo. like bozo and Goof he said ball, and what, what it, but they had committed a really serious crime so something like the two goofballs raped and murdered the person <laughs> right. and it was like <laughs> right and he somehow worked that into the, the yeah. skit yeah um, anyway, these two goofballs get out of their El Camino <laughs> and they realize that this guy is at the gym and he's watching them on his phone and talking to him via, or talking to them via his phone and the Ring app. This one looks empty. What do you think? Oh, dude, stop. What? I got a ring. What are we supposed to do? Well, I'll tell you what I'd do. I'd start running. That's, that's maybe now, started. gentlemen, okay, hustle! Go, go, go. Does your doorbell do that? Ours does. Get tough on crime. That's Jamie Siminoff, inventor, according to Ring. I like the bravado of... So it's worth noting that the guy who's telling them to run from the gym is a little bit of a of a scrawny guy. A scrawny, dorky-looking guy, A little guy, scrawny, yeah. a little dorky. And his level of bravado here is pretty hilarious to yeah me. let's go gentlemen yeah like um you don't want to dare these fools to to take to like break into your house like i guess you can call the police since you since you're watching them but like if it was just if they were just porch pirates they'd already have the package and be gone like people there we see people steal stuff with ring cameras all the time it's not a deterrent I don't like my ranking here. I feel like Slowman, even though they're the Wet Bandits, is a little bit scarier yeah. than that because they have a gun. And also seeing the the yeah, invoking a gun, yeah, is pretty serious. Yeah, this one probably should have been lower on the list, but there you have it. Your official number seven. All right, number six. Now, Genevieve, we're gonna get into it's gonna it. Get okay. Real. This is Brinks. This is not the one that I found on my VHS tape. This is another one that I found on YouTube. This is called Wrong Door, okay? And this is Brinks's entire thing. You show somebody enjoying a cozy time at home, and then there's an attempted break-in, often with some violence involved, not violence against a human being, but like property violence, a window breaks Yeah, often. or door is jimmied. Yeah, and here you have a woman who's, uh, I, I don't know, let's say um, young, maybe middle-aged woman. Um, she's home alone. She's booping around on her laptop waiting for, I believe, her daughter to come home who's like out on the town somewhere. And then she hears who she thinks is her daughter trying to open the front door. It's about time she got home. Wait a I'm second. coming, I'm coming. So now she thinks her daughter's having trouble getting the door open, and so she's coming downstairs to open the door, but who's she going to run into inside the house but her daughter? Her daughter's been home the dun, whole dun, time. Dun. Then who's trying to get in the door? Get your key. 
Mom? You're home. When did you get... <gasps> Okay, so as she says that uh, a guy kicks open the door, um, we see him for a split second. He sees the two women, or, or the, the, the mom and the daughter, and then he turns on his heels and starts running away when the alarm goes off. Hello. This is Tom from Brain Home Security. Are you okay? Someone just tried to break in. I'm sending help right now. Thank you so much. Call 1-800- So the mom and daughter run up to a bedroom, and she's sort of holding her daughter closely. And of course, keep in mind there, the um the homeowners are not the ones who called Brinks. Brinks called yeah. them. That is that's the Brinks promise. That is a very scary ad. I mean, when when that door, I mean the the sort of horror movie staging of it and the the sudden like the reversal or the reveal that the daughter's already home, and then that adds that ups the stakes mm-hmm. for the homeowners that the kid is there. Yeah. The one thing they that's, love putting teen girls yes, well, in danger. Speaking of, I was I'm really struck by especially these older ads, um, how absolutely gendered everything mm-hmm. is. Now, was the the ring stop crime in its tracks, which I don't think was scary because it was all of his like run, gentlemen. You know, let's go, business. gentlemen. Let's go, gentlemen. I mean, God, there's something about that guy that makes me him. Makes me want to have his home yeah. broken into. Like, <laughs> Thank you for saying it. I yes. just, I feel bad, but there's just something about it that really just, I don't care for. Mm-hmm. Anyway, for the most part, if the victims are shown at all, there are women and children involved. Yeah, you're right. And of course, as we'd already as discussed, there's, I'm sure, no female assailants or perpetrators. No, no. Um, and so, you know, I feel like. It was we. I, we talked a little bit about how advertisers knew enough not to reenact the the like black perpetrator on a white family uh, stereotype, but have no problem, and still to this day have no problem enact reenacting mm-hmm. male perpetrator menacing female yeah, victims. Yeah, which you're is right. I'm trying pretty to pretty gross. If well, here this next one is terrifying. You see a and th- so this next one will be for those counting at home number five on the list, and um, we see. I think this is the only one with this kind of trope involved. We see an adult woman and man in bed together. Going at it. No, um, they're, <laughs> they're just uh, they're sleeping. It's the middle of the night. It's dark. And they hear some commotion downstairs. Yeah. And then that is a scary. That is very thing scary. to contemplate. Yes. And so they hear a noise and then we see the fellow. He must get up and we see him kind of sneaking down the stairs, kind of slipping around the corner. Now he's holding a bat. Mm-hmm. You know how you grab whatever you can find when you right. think they always people in these scenarios always have a bat. To yeah. Hand. So here, take a listen. Honey, honey, wake up. Stay here. He's coming around the corner with a bat. He's going down the stairs. A lot of noise in the kitchen. He kicks the door open. Made from scratch, biscuits at Hardee's. <laughs> They're homemade. Just not made in your home. The new <laughs> strawberry biscuit. Oh my God. So 
<laughs> that's a commercial for the fast food chain Hardee's. He kicks open the I door. I love it, Hardee's. And, and the kitchen is brightly lit, and you have a whole but like what do you have like six, seven, eight yeah. Hardee's employees, and they're all in their very clean white aprons. Yes, with the and they're all sort of Hardee's. like they're all sort of postmenopausal women for the most part. <laughs> yeah, oh, were they all women? I didn't even know. I oh, primarily, it, if not, yeah. if not exclusively, and they're all just making. Oh yeah, they are, and they're all just like making biscuits. Um, for the morning shift, yeah. And they look so kind of like just befuddled that he's slamming into his own kitchen. Yeah. Oh, okay. There's that. only four of them, okay? That's but very fun. he screams and then they all scream at him. It is so... I was going through these commercials and I loved that one so yeah. much. I just wanted to slip that one in the... Um, you notice on the show sheet, I didn't want to give it away. It's really so it's, scary, though. It kind of is, it's, right? It's, it's extremely... It does belong high on this list of scariness. It's far scarier than at least two or three of the ones about actual burglars. It's also scary for the Hardee's employees. I mean, it's scary <laughs> all scared. around. Yeah. Okay, Genevieve. We got to it. We are now below the top five. This next one is number four on the list. And this is the one that I grabbed off of a VHS tape. So this aired, I know, in um, early 1996. This was from February 1996 during a replay of a Mariners game. Um, And this is Brinks again. Remember that name, Brinks? Yeah. (laughs) And this is the one that got me thinking about the commercials uh, that follow this this trope, but Brinks very specifically has a formula and we saw it and it's been going on since the nineties and it's still going on today. We saw it with that last one with the mom who thinks her daughter is trying to come home, but it's a, some, you know, intruder kicks in the door and then Brinks calls How did them. did the daughter get in so secretly? I don't know. Teenagers do all kinds of, I used to sneak in all the time. You'd sneak in? Yeah, Sometimes. But she clearly wasn't, I mean, the mom... Well, she did say, finally, she's home, so maybe this girl broke curfew, but then had actually snuck in after curfew, but before this incident. Interesting. And then she can plausibly claim to have been in before curfew because yeah. no evidence to when the When did contrary. I get home, Mom? Yeah, Mom. When did I get home? You thought I was a damn burglar. I'm going to put this whole thing on you trial. Thought, you thought a burglar was me. Yeah. I'm how do you think that makes me I'm feel? putting this whole system on trial. <laughs> I, I believe I said thing because I couldn't think of the word system. It has two syllables. Okay, so this is another Brinks commercial. This is the one that I have added to the internet. Under, If you're looking for our commercials, look for After These Messages on YouTube. This is Brinks Home Security. This time, you will hear a voiceover, and it says a true story from Brinks Home Security in the text on the screen. And... um. You will hear the voiceover of a mother retelling this story. In this case, the parents are not at home. You have two very young children, one almost a toddler, and the uh, I guess a teenage girl who's the oldest sister, and she's babysitting her siblings. And there is somebody outside the door who's trying to get the door open and then eventually breaks the window you never see the intruder this is hitchcockian in that way Mm. you it's uh you're inside the box and somebody's trying to get in a man started pounding on her back door my children were home alone he almost got in my oldest daughter pushed the brink of panic button the man stopped and ran away help avoid break-ins Put Brinks in. The Brinks Home Security System. Incredibly, only $149 installed. That's a $50 savings. From what? From your other price? I always love it when this (laughs) happened to me one time when I was advertising something on TBTL. The client was a bit of a goofball. 
I can't remember what the... Uh, was it a bozo? I had to sit through a meeting, an onboarding meeting. I've talked about those before where they, you know, be like the agency and then sometimes a representative of the actual company that you're advertising and they'll be like, okay, here are what the pain points are and this is what we want you to sell. And yeah. it's like Uber for blank, but don't say but Uber. But don't say Uber for blank. You know, and they give you all that shit. And then... This, they, they explain it too in a way that a person could understand it and then they say, but don't explain it in a way a person could understand it. <laughs> right. And then the guy who I believe was not with the agency, but with the actual company I was advertising, like a VP or something was on the line and he was like over the top and he was like, he's just one of those guys who's in a show and yes. I did, was so put off by him and he kept saying, he's like, this is the best offer we have to offer. I mean, I really want you to hit that, blah, blah. And I was like, that's like the stupidest thing in the world <laughs> uh, to say that like, this is the best offer we've ever put out there. It's like, what What are you, you're competing against yourself. So I just ignored that part of the script. And then the the salesperson from American Public Media at the time, like, it was so pissed at me for not putting yeah. She's like, you got to. He was so excited about that part. You're like, I'm, like, I, you're like, I'm the no person sense. who has to say this nonsense. And it's my personal brand that I'm, like, that's being used to sell this. I'm not going to sound like a fucking idiot. And so she said, um, no, it needs to be in there. So I'm like, fine. And that was the other thing, too. This woman never had our back. Yeah. She was always ready to say no to us because she was too scared of the clients. And so she, so I finally recorded it in there. And I remember saying, and I can't remember, again, what the product was. And that's probably for the best. Yeah. I'm slandering a lot of people here. Um, but I said, and guys, this is the best offer they've ever had. I know what you're thinking. They've probably had better offers and they're not even telling you about them right now, but that is not true. <laughs> they've never done that. This is the best offer they have, so don't even worry about it. And I, I think that was literally what I said or something yeah. very close to that. And then the salesperson, APM, sent it back to me and she was not happy. I she said, it. you sound almost sarcastic. Almost sarcastic. I was like, that's... Wow, you're no flies on you. Yes, so you are a road scholar. Anyway, um, yeah, that that phrase is like the best deal we've ever offered. It's like, yeah. well, then you should have offered it earlier. Like, what the hell do you want me to do with that information? I hate that pitch. Um, anyway, kind of terrifying ad though, right? Children home alone. Yes, they keep saying a man, but we don't know. We never see who the intruder we is. Never see, but he does. They do break a window. They do break which a is window. Very frightening. Your kids home alone. Okay, let's move on. Wow, you know what? I feel like I've misordered. We're down to the top three, by the way. Okay. You guys excited? <laughs> are you feeling it? I'm going to say- you, Are you afraid? Are you holding your loved ones close? <laughs> I'm calling this one number three. This one maybe should be number two, but we'll, we'll, we'll get right into it. This is ADT. And the name of this commercial is Silence. And you don't see any of the scary visuals that we've been talking about. You just see a blank screen with white text on the screen. And you hear scary noises in the night. And I'll, I'll read the text as we go along. You hear that? What was that? Was that from outside? There it is again. Silence can be frightening when you're home alone. But you can help protect your home <laughs> with an easy-to-use ADT SafeWatch security and fire system. I love the turnaround of voice there. From, like, horror movie yes. to sunshiny, but we can protect you. Listen when you're again. home alone. Oop, let me go back a little bit. Silence can be frightening when you're home alone. 
but you can help protect your home with an easy <laughs> it's to like use it's, ADT it's like it's selling a Friday the 13th commercial to selling Cheerios yeah. spinning on a dime I don't really understand the the slogan here though silence can be terrifying but the whole point of the first 15 seconds is it's not it's silence. not silence you're yeah. hearing scary noises noises can be terrifying yeah the unknown can be terrifying yeah. when you're home alone um uh uh a creaky door can be terrifying when you're home alone. Yep. Yeah. Um, it's not silence. It's not silence. It's quite the opposite. It's the lack of silence. Yeah. Silence is good. Silence means probably nothing's happening. Or you have a really sneaky burglar. What about, have you ever heard it's quiet, too quiet, though? I've heard of it's quiet, too quiet. Yeah. It's rough. Too rough. <laughs> okay. That was, ladies and gentlemen, your number three ADT silence. That is very effective, though. I mean, I... I disagree with the copywriting but mm-hmm. the i like the approach artistically here we go with number two on your list of most terrifying home security commercials this is i, I believe a full minute um nope oh yeah it is a full minute and this is shot in black and white this is from 1992 this is adt again and you see a bunch of black and white footage of men being interviewed and these men are admitted burglars okay so they're basically saying you need to protect yourself from people like and they each got six months shaved off their sentences if they agreed to be in an adt commercial exactly and one of these guys and you'll recognize it um i think he's early on and he comes back again near the end he looks like they he looks like dana carvey playing a character sort of you're looking at Dana carvey and kyle mooney had a baby yes with maybe a little henry winkler in there sort of (laughs) but when he talks i think you'll pick up on on some of the dana carviness of his mannerisms uh-huh. um and this is the one where again it's mostly does he go in full into church lady or no <laughs> he does weirdly he says i'm as doomed as doom can be now which is an ed grimley but um he stop uh, trying to work ed grimley into our into day-to-day <laughs> conversation i'm never gonna be interested in that yes you are uh it just takes time you didn't want to do a podcast for years and years, yet here you are. So anyway, <laughs> take a listen to this. Uh, to go back to the race thing. Most of these men are white. There's one black man in here, and there's a couple of guys at the end who I, I'm not exactly sure how they would identify. But anyway, take a listen to this. <laughs> Deadbolt. I just smashed the door in. I, I could pick most locks with a credit card. Do you see what I mean? How he's doing a Dana Carvey? Yeah, he's got a strange affect. I could pick most locks with the credit card, but he's like kind of he's like almost like pinching the words out in a weird way. It's very Carvey-esque. I, I could pick most locks with the credit card. I know when you're home and when you're not. This is the ADT SafeWatch Plus home security system. They were asleep. They didn't even know we was in the house. It links your home to an ADT monitoring center where trained security professionals help monitor your home 24 hours a day. If I had a family, I'd I'd want to protect them from guys like me. When trouble strikes, ADT can take action. ADT helps protect your family and home against break-ins and helps with medical emergencies and fires. Call 1-800-ADT-INFO for affordable security for your home. Only $100. ADT info is better than alarm me. Alarm me. The house with an alarm system you skip. The others you go for. Call 1-800-ADT-INFO. You don't want to confront Whatever the direction for this guy was, it was... The Dana Carvey guy? The Dana Carvey guy. Whatever they were going for, he overshot, I think, by quite a bit. Because he landed on sort of remorseless killer as opposed to... Yes, you're right. You're right. 
burglar. And they they want that, right? They. I yeah, mean, of listen, course they like, want that. Yeah, they want to scare you. Yeah. I've never experienced it. Actually, you did as a kid, right? There was yes a- and no. I mean, we never, we were never in the house when anybody was in there, but our house did get broken into. It was pretty trashed. Our dog did get kind of terrorized, which is I really mean, that's sad. A terrifying it scenario. Was, it's a scary thing to go through. Yeah, um, especially think I think it's scary. Like I think one of my siblings, I forget which one, um, came home, and just sort of like. It didn't like the door had been torn off the hinges, but like, I don't know, like cognitive dissonance is very mm-hmm. powerful, you know, like just like not really realizing like something has gone terribly wrong for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like your brain will make excuses. Yeah. For things. Yeah. It, it tries to normalize things until it cannot be normalized. This will be a terrible part of the show. But wasn't there something in our life like that recently or in the past year or two where I saw something and like, of course, when you look back, it all makes sense. But I was in some sort of shock and I couldn't. I did not put the pieces together. That sounds right. And I, I I don't remember what you're what thing you're talking about, but it's like human events and human psychology is rife with that. Yeah. It's it's why it's one of the reasons that um trauma is so poorly understood, especially in like you hear about the way people react to trauma or to something uh frightening or violent happening to them and it's often not the way you th- you think you would react. Because a rational mind wouldn't react that way, yeah. wouldn't kind of shut down or wouldn't do whatever has happened. But it's there's just a really, really poor understanding of what trauma does to a brain. Yeah. All right. Are you ready for number one? Yeah. Am I going to do I need to like get a blankie or something? I think you've been well prepared for this. Okay. We've been turning the, the the heat up on this um, frog for a while now. This is another Brinks commercial. This is from 2008 and uploaded by Brinks to their own YouTube page. And my God, is the t- quality terrible. <laughs> it is really kind of difficult to see. It's so compressed. But we see a young woman, and this is why I kind of wanted a better image here. I think this is not a teenage girl, right, Genevieve, but a young woman who's probably living adult. by herself, like yes. a very young 20-something. And she's it's, she's particularly vulnerable looking because she's getting ready for a first date. You know that because she's muttering to herself something about a first date, which is <laughs> She's wearing like kind of a fluffy pink robe and but she's yeah. very attractive, white, of course. Yes. And uh, but yeah, there's something about the fluffy pink robe that for me, somebody who's not a robe wearer, robes make me feel especially vulnerable. Um, and <laughs> That's so, why I, you wouldn't let me get you a robe. It yeah, makes you feel too vulnerable. The very first Christmas, Genevieve got me a robe and I said, thank you. Can I get a DVD player instead? And you got me one. <laughs> um, God, I cannot believe you stuck with me. Holy shit. I'm such a child. Um, anyway. All right. So here it is. And, you know, it's Brinks. So you know what's going to happen here. She's <laughs> muttering to herself as she puts on makeup or whatever that first dates are weird. And then... Um, she hears somebody trying to get in, and I think at first, again, cognitive dissonance, she thinks that maybe it's her date showing up early or something like that. First dates are brutal. What am I going to wear? Oh, no, he's early? Oh, no. Oh, no! Hello? 
This is Jim from Brink's Home Security. Are you all right? I think so. I, I don't know. Someone tried to break in. I'm sending help right now. Thank you. Call one 800 So pretty scary, right? Very the visuals scary. here you see when she realizes that that's not her date getting there early, which would also be scary yeah. if it's a first date. Um, we see an intruder trying to break in through the sliding glass door. By the way, if this woman is living on her own and she's this age and lives in that house, like good on her. She's found herself a good job early in life. Well, it was a different time. Yeah. Um, it was like the 90s. Um, but that, now they're showing the house. It's huge. Oh, that can't be the house. That's probably not the uh, house. But she li- lives in a big suburban house. Yeah. So anyway. Um, but yeah, so it's a sliding glass door. So it's not even like these other commercials where the intruder is behind, uh, you know, some sort of a a solid door you can't really see them maybe you see a flash and they yeah. break a small window but you see this guy full on through the sliding glass door then he, this is the weird thing he smashes the entire thing and then runs away. oh he runs away because he hears the alarm yeah. so he's not running away because he sees this young woman yeah he sees the young woman he smashes the window anyway because he figures i can handle this situation but the That's alarm goes scary off. to think about. Um, and then the alarm goes off, so he, he runs away. He's wearing the uh, required uniform for all home invaders, which is black turtleneck and black stocking cap. Yeah, and he's got the, but not a not a ski mask, just the black stocking cap. Um, the weird thing is, and most people wouldn't have picked up on this, but I was doing some reading about it. Turns out this was the guy she was going going to go on a date with. Yeah. He was going to pull a heist. <laughs> it, it, was, it was a whole. It was like the whole romantic comedy sort of thing. He was right. going to pull a heist. Didn't realize it was her house. He was just going to do that quickly so he could afford dinner and a movie. I see. It, it was. It was a whole thing. Ladies and gentlemen. There you go. Number one on your list the of scariest. the most. Do you agree that I number agree one that. was picked correctly? It was, it was correct. Yeah, that was definitely the scariest. Yeah. All right. There you have it. If well, you have I, any I, questions about that. Thanks for going through all that uh, commercial trauma for on our behalf. Well, I feel, um, I feel stronger because of it, and I feel <laughs> less vulnerable. Everybody's talking at me. I don't hear words saying. Only the echoes of my mind. Oh, also, I bought a gun today for protection. <laughs> but don't worry. I just bought in the parking lot of a gun store, and they called it a gun show. Oh, so good. It was, it was all good. Um, so no, right. no waiting. No waiting. Let's uh, check in with the ad council here. I kind of set this up at the beginning of the show. The um, travel website and app Kayak uh, has some commercials out now called Kayak Deniers. We played this first one before. Um, this is mom is a kayak denier. You see a family. They're on vacation somewhere kind of tropical. It's almost it, it's probably Hawaii or something like that because it's almost got um, – what was that Mike White show that I love that takes oh, the uh, ominous White show? Lotus. White Lotus, yeah. Um, it's kind of like that. You see this family, they're enjoying the tropics and they're enjoying a dinner together under a very beautiful vine-covered canopy. And then somebody brings up kayak and the uh, the mom does not want to hear it. Here we go. Remember, mom is a kayak denier, so please don't bring it up. Bring what up? Kayak? <laughs> Excuse me? Do the research, Todd. <laughs> the way her performance is great in yeah. this, it's got like kind of strong Karen meets MAGA energy. Yeah, um, it's it. She really nails it. And sorry for the Karens out there. It's just shorthand now. You know what I'm talking about. Listen to me. Kayak searches hundreds of travel sites to find you great deals on flights, cars, and hotels. They're lying to you. Who's they? Kayak. <laughs> <laughs> 
open your eyes. <laughs> Compare hundreds of travel sites at once. The mom, before she storms away from the dinner table, uses her fingers to stretch her eyes open as she delivers that line. So I love that commercial. And um, we got this note from Teresa in Glenside, Pennsylvania, who says three words kayak denier ads holy moly genius which technically is six words but i think she just meant the kayak denier ads yeah. the three words and then she couldn't contain herself um so i th- thought to myself ads i thought there was just the one because when we saw this one we looked for others we, we couldn't find it but there is one out now called dad's a kayak denier they're no longer at dinner you get the impression though that this is the I can't tell if these are the same actors. I don't think so. I don't think either of these actors were in the previous one. Okay, so this is a new scenario. You really are face blind. I really am. These people are radically different looking. Yeah. All they have in common with those other people is that they're all white. And on vacation. Oh, yeah, and this one looks maybe a little bit more like a... Yeah, I can't tell where this vacation site is, but they're all outside. Looks kind of rustic, maybe. Yeah, there's a campfire, um, like very contained in one of those like... um, solo stove type of things um and we see a couple of women who are with this family and they're just sort of observing this tense conversation between a young man and an older man i'm assuming this is father and son but i can't remember exactly if that's the scenario here i'm so glad we could all take this trip together son yeah and kai made getting here so easy there we go (laughs) you know i'm a kayak denier you can't possibly believe it. Kai compares hundreds of travel sites at once. Get out. I will do no such thing. And don't use kayak to fly home. Because it's not real! <laughs> I'm going back to the room. Compare hundreds of travel sites at once. That's really good. I gotta say, I love the one with the mom so much. And there's a couple of things that bother me about this, or at least one specifically. People which don't is, typically say that they're deniers. Exactly. You wouldn't say yeah. I'm a 9 11 mo- denier the mom or truth. The mom nailed it. Do the research. Yeah. Uh, open your eyes. Like You wouldn't say, you know, I'm a yeah. election denier or right. whatever. You, it's just, you say. Whatever crazy thing you think, yeah. like it's just the truth. Yeah. So that that line really kind of turned yeah. me on that commercial quite a bit, and also the dad's performance is just like it's fine. He, like he's, he ramps it up so quickly. He does ramp it up. I like the, the way the, the mom in the first one has a real sort of contempt. Yeah. And she she's eventually got that way of talking, the study it out, study it out, yeah. brittleness. That she is really sort nailed of like, it. Yeah. yeah. The, the writing on that one, I think, could have used another pass. Uh, those are the only two I could find, Teresa. If there are more out there, let me know. But while watching that, I came across a couple of other kayak commercials that like the one that we already talked about that you loved Genevieve and couldn't get enough of. And I stumbled on it and watched it again today. And you're so right. The one where there's a couple of women, I believe they're a couple, they're in a home together. And um, one of them is like pounding, uh, you know, like tenderizing a piece of steak with a big, you know, mallet tenderizer. And uh, the one woman says, hey, I'm pretty sure we'll be able to make this vacation. I got it insured or something along those lines. And the woman who's pounding the meat just turns and starts pounding the hell out of her iPad and saying, I haven't had a vacation in one year. Of course, we're going to make it. Yeah. And then she tags it with a great little like no cancellations and smashes it one more time. The acting on that is so good. It is so delightful. I watched it twice in a row. This next one is weird. I think this goes back to 2012 because it was posted. Yeah, it's 2012 or earlier because it was posted in 2012 on YouTube. This is pupil dilation. Have you seen this? I That doesn't ring a bell. Okay. So there's a man in a house and he is tap, tap, tapping away 
on his laptop computer. And a woman walks in, again, presumably his partner, wife, whatever. And she looks at him and she's like, your eyes, his eyes have been dilated. So they're really off-putting to look at. He's just got big black circles in his eyes. Yeah, he has no iris visible. No iris at all. It's just like, it's just kind of horrifying to look at. Your eyes. It's for our vacation. I got them dilated. Now I won't miss a thing when I'm searching for travel deals. Just use Kayak. It compares hundreds of travel sites in seconds to find the best deals. Now, as she says that, he finally turns away from the computer and he looks at her. And it's very creepy to see his head slowly turn and kind of look directly at the camera with these pupils. But he also looks a little horrified because now his eyes are so open, he's going to start noticing things on her face. What? Above your lips, that hair. And the line. Anyway, kayak, huh? Compare hundreds of And he goes back to his computer, but essentially he's criticizing her face, saying that she's got a little hair above her lip and that he's she's got some crow's feet around her eyes, yeah. which is kind of a sexist thing to put in a commercial. It is kind of a sexist thing to put in the commercial, and this guy just seems like he has some of the world's worst judgment. Now... It's been a while since I got my medical degree, mm-hmm. but um, is does having your eyes dilated make you see better? Nope. Worse. Because when you get your eyes dilated at the eye doctor, you you have to like be helped home because you can't terrible. drive. You because it lets all the light it lets in. Too you much can't light see in. Anything. Exactly. Um, you found another uh little message here from a listener. Yeah, I really like this. Uh, Brittany posted this to the Facebook group, and I think this is so interesting. Um, she writes, I saw this in the wild for Tito's in a can, which is a, a new uh, product that Tito's Vodka is advertising. Can we just take a moment to appreciate the use of the phrase in the wild and what an influencer you are, Genevieve? I didn't invent that. No, but I think that you talking about seeing commercials <laughs> in the wild has become a way of people <laughs> describing seeing commercials now, which just delights me. Uh, yeah, there's a little bit of ATM uh, jargon, I think. Uh, so Brittany says she was actually interested in learning more. So advertising does work sometimes, but in the end, she's not going to buy this. I don't know. <laughs> Th- I think this is great. So this is... Um, this is an advertisement by Tito's, as I said, to Tito's Vodka. Um, and at first you think they're going to be advertising a seltzer, right? Because everybody and their brother is making a seltzer. I mean, SNL did a whole yeah. bit about it by like being so ridiculous that you would have like a desk brand seltzer. Everybody's mm-hmm. got a seltzer brand. And Tito's, I really, I, I'm hap- happy to say is bucking the trend. And I think that the voice over here will do most of the work. Okay. I have not seen this yet. So let's take all a listen. you're going to see in all the visuals are just this like um, metal can kind of like, it looks like a, it looks like a seltzer can, but what it actually is, is like a, um, a double walled insulated. Okay. Metal you can screw can. the lid off it. And like, like we used to hide our weed. I never <laughs> did, but they would sell those things at head shops where it would be like, it looks like a can of Coke, but you could swiss off the top and then put weed in there and then close it up. Oh, I guess so. I mean, I was just thinking of like a travel coffee mug or that. There comes a time when every alcohol brand must ask, should we make a seltzer? And our answer is no. <laughs> Introducing Tito's in a can. It's literally an empty can that we're selling. That's right. You add the Tito's and the soda and the lime and whatever. Now you can drink your Tito's from a double insulated, refillable, cold, hard can. In all these can drinking places, we don't make seltzers. You do. 
<laughs> and they do like it's funny like are they really actually selling that can because at the end they show somebody who's made a cocktail and they're pouring it into the can and they're just slopping it all over yeah, the place I, I it's i think that it's just their general vibe of like uh the seltzer craze is, is so overblown yeah because it does say at the bottom like all proceeds go to some nonprofit. like they're not planning to i don't think they're going to mass produce these and become you know sell millions of them but there's probably a limited run that you can get um it does see i'm on their actual website now um i'm trying to figure out like if i actually want to buy these things yeah it's showing all the specs yeah i can buy one right now well no it's sold out but they were selling them for twenty dollars which is reasonable uh, i think let's see here did do you know where the proceeds went to i can't quite find it here on the fly i thought i saw it but i don't but um i think maybe um Oh, okay. These, these two, uh, th- there are a couple of nonprofits that they kind of uh, are touting here: American Farmland Trust, yeah, Emancipet, which sounds like a thing that frees pets from their owners. So uh, I don't know what that is. The financial support system providing support to diverse, determined small business owners. Um, okay, uh, so I do like that commercial, and we could have bought that can, but we're too late. We're too late. Could it? Gonna have to find it on eBay. Yes, exactly. Please, nobody find that on eBay and send that to us. Um, and then finally, yeah, please, nobody do that. How did we end up talking about? I'm gonna do the whole sentence this way. Okay. How do we end up talking about um, the story you told of a friend? Whose dad was an auto mechanic or repair person, and somebody brought a car in. The seat it was a a used car that had been recently purchased. The seat wouldn't recline properly. The mechanic found that there was a bunch of rolled up, like it was a wad of money stuck in there. And that was the problem. I forget why we were talking about that. It was something about found money in, in last week's show. Uh, Oh, I know it was the, it was the plumbing, the plumber show where a plumber kept finding like, money bubbling out of people's oh, drains yeah, because yeah. they were throwing money away right and then plumbing. could he keep it okay well we got this voicemail from listener renee whose family runs an auto shop hi genevieve and andrew this is renee in aurora colorado and i'm listening to your most recent episode and you're talking about the car mechanic who fixed the reclining mechanism or the reclining seat and found the the roll of cash and so as far as the conundrum if the you buy the used car would you be should you give that money back and my experience with used cars being the owner of an auto repair shop we do take on cars or sell cars every now and then um usually with a used car you're selling it as is there's a clause as is the person who sold that, they are also signing that same contract. It's as is. So that money is in the vehicle. That is as is. So you do not need to give that money back. Now, for the repair person, of course, you can take nothing out of someone's vehicle. You, we would never do that. Sure. And um, <laughs> yeah, that's just being ethical. But the sale, the used car thing, as is. There you go. Um, yeah, I mean, I, to be clear, I knew what the ethical answer yeah, was. Yeah. Well, I, I was still toying around with, you know, it's funny. <laughs> you think about buying a used car. If I were to buy a used car through a used car dealership, it would never even enter my mind to return the money to them and say, Hey, yeah. this should. And also they sweep those cars sure. head to toe. Right. Do cars have heads and 
tows. I don't know much about cars. Um, but like if you just bought a car off of Craigslist and you bought it from some, you know, I used this example last week, you mm-hmm. know, some elderly person who seemed like they're on a fixed income and we're just getting yeah, there's rid of their always car. A, there's like, always the, I think she's, Renee's, I'm sure, right, that even if you buy it, even any any kind of bill of sale, it it would the presumption would be as is. I think our our discussion was like, is there a scenario? Is there a version of of acquiring this car and finding this money in which the more ethical thing or nice thing to do would be to return the money? And of course, you know, you can always come up with a scenario in which it would be like a mitzvah to give back the money, you know? Mm-hmm, yeah. You reminded me before the show that we should be closing these things out by highlighting one of the commercials that I found in my stack of VHS tapes, right? And um, we've talked about a couple of them already in the show today, but I did want to highlight one more. We should probably create a name for this segment, like Andrew's VHS shelf or something, but it, as you can tell... That's not it. That ain't it. Um, so if anybody has any ideas for what we should call the segment. Yeah. Where I in. highlight one of the commercials that I've stumbled upon. And again, you can find uh, these things. I'm continuing to go through just hours and hours of tapes. And he I'm calls it his them. archiving time. That's right. And it's exactly. taking up larger and larger portions of every day. Pretty soon, though, it won't be between. There's like vines, sort of a Sleeping Beauty style vines growing up around (laughs) him and his desk here. Genevieve just misses me because it's both baseball season and archiving season. Yeah, I really don't see a lot lot of you. Which you should just enjoy this time because let's face it. Period. When I am around you, I'm just making the same joke over and over, and then saying, "Genevieve, did you hear me? Did you hear me? (laughs) Genevieve, did you hear me? Did you hear me?" (laughs) Um, Sometimes you, sometimes you, uh, you spin the wheel and you get a winner though. Once in a while. Once in a while. I asked him the other day, we were talking about getting another cat. And I said, "What?" because we named Professor Bananas before we ever got her. We thought it was such a funny, funny turn of phrase. And we thought that'd be a funny cat name. And so when we got her, we just had the name ready to go. And I said, what should we name a kitten if we get another one? And without pausing to reflect, Andrew said, dear leader. And, <laughs> and now I, you really want to do so that and I'm against up, it. I'm so, he just said it as a goof and it made me laugh so hard that I like I kept I keep focusing on that as like the name for a little kitten. <laughs> you, you have, you refer- and Andrew's like, we cannot name an animal after a murderous dictator. <laughs> right. Exactly. And I'm like. Can't we? Can't we? <laughs> okay, so this next commercial is this isn't like uh, And know, I'm saying just to stick with this <laughs> for a minute. Not all dear leaders have to be murderous dictators. It's a title. But it's a title of one country and all of those dear leaders have been murderous dictators. So far. Right. So you see this as an optimistic name. <laughs> exactly. Thinking like what if in the future North Korea is led by a cute little kitten? Who has nothing but... Or a super awesome dear leader. Or a super awesome dear leader. Okay, more <laughs> off-air conversation about that later. Um, then Genevieve's like, oh, we can we can just call the cat DL. Yeah, like, that then, doesn't sound like a fun name. And like, then anytime someone DL. asks you what it stands for, you're like, um, David Letterman. Yeah, I actually think naming a cat David Letterman yeah, is way funny funnier too. than dear leader or DL. But I don't want to go with either one of those. Uh, okay. Um, this commercial that we're highlighting in, in Andrew's VHS shelf. <laughs> proper name pending. Yeah. <laughs> what if we call this segment Dear Leader? Um, <laughs> I picked this one today. I could have picked one that's like very over the top and very 90s. But this one I wanted to show you, Genevieve, because it's about higher ed, right? And you work in the communications department of 
a university and you have worked in communications um, for a big chunk of your career in various universities. Um, and this one, though, is not for a four year degree. This is for ITT Technical Institute. Right. right. And what I found interesting, there's two things I found Which interesting about this. It's a for profit institution. It is for profit. Right. Um, but it's also like the point of this ad is it's a two-year degree situation or less, right? And what we see is a split screen. And on the right, we see the guy who's talking to us. And he's, I'm going to put him at age maybe 20, right? Yeah. And he's like 90s preppy looking. And he's got a bunch of books out. He's been studying all night. He's clearly in like a dorm room and he's been studying. He's like a traditional college. He's a traditional college. And on the left, we see his younger brother who's already in the workforce. He's got a tie on and he's going around with some papers and giving papers to people. I don't know exactly what he's doing. Actually, I guess he's holding a calculator there. I, I, I don't know As what he's do. doing with a calculator. He said um, he to do some calculations. And so the, the older brother on the right who's still in school is pointing out that his brother is already making money moves. That's my little brother. I'm still in college with a couple of years to go. He studied electronics at ITT Technical Institute and started working for a good company. Well, I'm studying the past. He's working on the future. You can work on your future this by preparing for a career in electronics at ITT Tech. By the way, that is not a calculator at all. That is some sort of it's like a it's, it's like, like a, a piece motherboard of a computer. or something. Yeah, or some sort of it's like a, a yeah, it's RAM or something for a computer. He's carrying it around an office place and pointing to it and having these quiet conversations with coworkers about it. He's probably going around saying, "Do you know what this is?" I went to ITT Technical Institute. I went to ITT Tech, and I'll be honest with you this this is a bit of a head scratcher for me. I took this out of the printer. Should I have done that? No? Okay. Well, could somebody help me put it back? <laughs> I don't you, really know how to install this. Could you hide this in, in your drawer? Full disclosure. The, before the boss Could you hide this in your drawer? I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> now, that's the funny, that's the first funny thing about this commercial. The, and by the way, this is Seattle's IT I love tech. this map. Yes, that's the this, other funny the, thing. Of the greater Seattle area. So this is 1996. This is before we're doing everything Is that like computers. Washington? I don't. Yeah, because yeah, look, that's Bothell up and that, there. They even have. It's um, almost like a hand-drawn thing that almost looks phallic in showing where the the five and the four hundred five come is together. A, it is what you would describe as an extremely crude map extremely of the highways of our map. region. Isn't that amazing? What's, I, it's Mercer. Look, they even have Mercer Island there in the lake. Oh, is that what that is? Okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But is that not like hilarious? Just seeing this as a screen grab. That is wild. It, it's seriously. I'm gonna like, make that the show pick. Can you? Yeah. I was wondering if that pays off yeah. or not. How nuts is that? Um, yeah. So what do you think of the pitch, Genevieve, for ITT Technical Institute? Getting out there, getting into the workforce early. I, as you know, I'm a believer. I mean, look, all kinds of credentials are good for all kinds of people. And not everybody needs a four-year degree. But I have a real bias against for-profit institutions. Yeah. If you got your degree from them and it worked for you, Great. But the st statistically, you're more likely to come out without a usable degree and with more debt and with just it's just in general, these for profit places are not typically great for people long term. Mic drop. You can sell anything. You can sell anything. All right. We need a name for that segment. I'll, I'd like to highlight uh, one of these commercials. Um, 
every week if possible, and I'll continue to upload them. You can find those at the After These Messages YouTube page on, wait for it, YouTube. We also have a voicemail number you can call, 607-444-5555. Nine seven. It, it don't spell nothing. Six oh seven. Don't spell nothing. Four six oh seven four 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 five five nine seven. We've I, looked, right? It doesn't spell anything. I mean, we could maybe try. I mean, you get four fours in a row, that's so tough. that's gonna limit it. Yeah. I don't know. Um, all right, what else we got, Davis? Um, I just I guess go to the Facebook group. Yeah. And call well, and email good. the email address, which that's is after good. these messages show at Gmail. All right, everybody. We will talk to you next week. Cancel. Anything.